in a world where all of John Granado's vices combine in a symphony of debauchery. Two strangers must work in tandem to prevent John's gambling, golf, and guzzling from consuming and destroying all those surrounding him during his episodes. Those strangers are Lance Erline and Del Olalea, and the task ahead of them is vast and treacherous. Can they face the challenge? Will they survive? Well, you're about to find out because you're in the trench. Get in the trench. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. It's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This offensive line thing for the Houston Texans is starting to get serious. Juice Scruggs on the IR. Cameron Johnston is on the IR, the punter. Uh-huh. Cameron Johnston has been good. And this is a problem. This, 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 this injury thing is really starting to creep up on our Houston Texans. What we thought would be now, I don't, I don't have much hope for them in Baltimore. But after that, you've got a pretty easy schedule. That games that you could possibly win, but I don't know if you can win with this offensive line. It's going to be tough. I think Juice getting Juice back is going to be a really big deal. Getting Titus Howard back, I don't, and then you have to have them all play together because it's going to be Shaq Mason's new year. Your center is going to be new, frankly. I mean, your left guard is going to be new. So the entire interior is, is new, and they haven't really played with each other during. Uh, Juice and, and Juice and the right guard have uh, Shaq Mason, but what we see early is not going to be what we see by the middle of the season. It'll look different. It'll be better. I think Juice is going to end up being a good player for the Texans. So Hopefully we'll see we what happens seen on him in that the game front. yet. We thought Kenyon Green was going to be a good player for him too. And that didn't work out. I was watching some Nate Tice was uh, Nate Tice is a good follow. Mike Tice's son Nate, he's with the Athletic. You can find him on Twitter. He's really good. He does a lot of film study stuff, and uh, he was showing some Juice Scruggs pass pro stuff, and it was it was really good. I mean, Juice is a he's a powerhouse now. You can't just run through him. He's really physically strong. Well, you got to be in this division uh, with the with the tackles that you're going to be facing. Yeah, Colts have some good ones. The uh, Titans Simmons. have some really good ones. Uh. Yeah, you're right. You got to get a little more a little more strength, which is typically not what you see with outside zone teams. But teams have kind of gotten away from that old model, and, and they're willing to give up some angles on as run blockers just so they have a little bit more force and a little more power and strength up front, and that's what Juice Scruggs is. Um, the, we're in a weird spot here where you don't – it's like the Super Bowl. This is going to play out this week, and then we have the game – Next Thursday is going to be your first game of the NFL season. Fantasy drafts are coming to an end. We'll have ours next week. Um, there's some, you know, I really feel like the season is kind of coming together in terms of we already know the storylines are going to be the the AFC quarterbacks. The I don't know that we've ever seen a run of this many quality quarterbacks in the AFC. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, no, I'm missing somebody. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Mark Jackson. Yeah, I mentioned him. Oh. Deshaun Watson. You know, we'll see. Because yeah. if Deshaun has a good year, holy crap. Tua. Tua had a, a, a fine year last year. He just got hurt a little early. Did you early. see the Browns made Deshaun a captain? I did. Yeah. I would hope so. He's quarterback. The Colts made Anthony Deshaun's, Richardson a captain. Yeah, he's quarterback. Yeah. You want that. Uh, Deshaun should be quarterback. I mean, captain. Deshaun was... Well liked here in Houston. Uh, I, teammates teammates yeah. always like him. Yeah, Deshaun was well liked in everyone in Houston until until he wasn't. Yeah, until he. Yeah, until he wasn't, until. and really before all the cases, he 
he lost favor with a lot of fans with how he handled this contract stuff. But a lot of fans actually still had his back. Probably 65 to 70% still had his back. And then it started to change. And then uh, once everything came out, and then it's really changed now. I expect him. Um, he got booze. Were you at that game? You weren't there, right? The Cleveland no. game last year? No, I didn't go. When they came, he got booed, though. That's what he should More booze than cheers. He should yeah. have. If you cheered for Deshaun Watson... And you're a Texan. Well, you couldn't have been a Texan fan. Uh, there were a lot of Brown fans there. I would imagine they were. There. If you're a quarterback and you're not a team captain, that is a that's, that's a, pretty uh, telling. Yep. It's not good if you're a quarterback and, and you're not the team captain. Yep. No, it, it absolutely is. Um, did you see Cooper Cup now? That's uh-huh. you talk about uh, fantasy draft. Where do you draft Cooper Cup right now? God, it's so hard. You got a Hammy. He's dealing with linger. a re-aggravated hamstring from August 1st. Yeah. So now he's got a lingering hamstring. So if they rush him back, all of a sudden he comes back and it lingers again because he re-aggravates it. They probably need to keep him out for, for two more weeks, is my guess, just to make sure it's better. I, I mean, that's feast or famine. If everything's fine, he's going to be a monster, yeah. obviously, like he always is. When I had my calf from my pickleball. Yeah, how did that, like, did it linger? Injury. It link it absolutely did. Did it reaggravate? I've really I've done absolutely nothing. Uh, and since how is then. it now? It, I don't know. I haven't tested it yet. It's been yeah. months, but I, I want to make sure. Yeah, uh, I don't want it to linger for my pickleball. So what career. we're saying is Cooper Cup could end up on the IR and be yeah. done for the year. Right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm just saying. If saying. they wanted to get healthy, if we're taking it off of your experiences, well, I'm serious. I, where, Cooper Cup was a top five or six pick in fantasy drafts. Now you don't. Where the hell do you draft him? I think you depends on your level of uh, your level of uh, risk reward. What you're willing to tolerate early on, because you have to get them early on. I would think. I mean, I'm I'm trying to go with Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. I'm playing the hits. I don't personally. Well, that's if you're the first, second, or third pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. What if you're? I'm the not messing pick? with. That's where. Well, I even think the fourth fourth wide receiver, Devontae Adams, also. But I think once you get to like Stephon Diggs. I like Stephon Diggs. I think he's going to have a really big year, but is he going to flake out at any they point may, this they year? They named him a captain, too. Maybe to, yeah. Yes. Hey, co- hey, Captain Stephon, yeah. he, can he not see that they're trying to game him to keep him in line? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Captain, yeah. boy, guys, we're so surprised Sean, uh, not McVay, but uh, who's the other McDermott. Irish? Sean McDermott probably came in there. Guys, you know, you see these great team leaders around here. You got uh, – you know, you've got Josh Allen. You've got, uh, you know, defensively, we've got, you know, linebacker. We've got our kicker who's been there, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Stephon Diggs. I mean, these are true leaders. Stephon, this is a guy who steps up in big situations, holds people accountable, is willing. And Deshaun's like, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's all I'm trying to do, Coach. I'm glad you recognize that. I just want people to be held accountable. And uh, that's all they're doing. They're yeah. just tricking him. Yeah. So, so he's trying, they're trying to make him – not be a problem. Right, exactly. 713-780-3776, the number if you want to get in here with us and talk about any of this stuff, you are more than welcome to do that. Uh, the college football season started last night, and boy, did it start in a boring way. Woo! That was... It didn't just... start. It started last week. Well, no, it really did. This was... I mean, that was week zero. This can is you, week one. Okay, can you gamble on sports last week in football? Well, you can gamble on preseason baseball. doesn't mean it started. I mean, you can gamble on a lot of stuff. That's true. Yeah. I mean, 
You can gamble on did top those, of anything. Did those games count in the standings for those teams? No. Yes, they did. No, probably not. Yes, week zero counts. It's in the books. That's what I'm saying. Do away with week zero. You know what's dumb is that they don't let you have a scrimmage in spring, in the spring, with another team. I think so too. I think it'd be good. They should, or even a scrimmage in in the fall. You you could you could you could scrimmage against another well, team because not this is not High even a joke. Does that. Florida could have really well, used NFL does that. College is the well, only especially one. with portals with yeah. so much portal stuff. Like one of the reasons I heard. Uh, I heard an analyst tell me behind the scenes, he's like, Florida's, I mean, uh, Colorado's going to be terrible this year. I said, why? I said, yeah, but they got all these guys coming in portal-wise. He goes, number one, the portal players they got are very average. He said, number two, some of them are better than average. He goes, but number two, a lot of these, a lot of these teams have not, like, they came in so late that they haven't had much time to play together. Yeah. And so it's going to take a while for everyone to get on the same page. And this is somebody who works for a team who knows how this works. And if you think about it, everybody's coming into a new system. If you think about it, it's true. Like one scrimmage, you have so many quarterbacks portaling now. It would be good to have not these glorified orange and white or red and white scrimmages or whatever. A real one where where guys are, and it doesn't have to be a preseason game. It's just just like college, just like joint practices, one on ones, seven on sevens, the whole thing. That would be really good if if Florida State was able to to go in and do it against Florida or even UCF versus Florida or whatever. I'm telling you what, I'm really excited for this Cook game on Saturday night. Two-point underdogs at home to UTSA. It's a little bit disrespectful. Secondly, the uniforms, the guys are pumped. Third, really pumped about the quarterback situation now at the University of Houston. I think he's going to make a, a big difference. The offensive line, here's something that's really, really underplayed. Dana brought over Tulane's offensive line coach. Tulane was a beast last year in large part because how they their offensive line coach. Dana says this guy is really, really, really good. Yeah. He hasn't seen an offensive line coach like this guy. No offense to any of the other guys, the beaten balls and all the other guys that Dana has had along the way. When did Dana have beaten ball? Oh yeah, he had beaten ball Where? at West Virginia. Bill Beatenball? Yeah. He did yeah. before he went to Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, hey, listen, this, this, this guy is going to make a huge difference. The, the, the offensive line could be night and day from what it was last year. Those are things that you just don't, that you, you don't take into account when you're, when, you're, when you're analyzing a team in preseason. I think, they're going to, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And those uniforms are going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night, hopefully – Hopefully it's going to be a sellout. Let's go. Be, and let's get wear red and be loud. Or wear your powder blue. It's kind of weird. It's If you haven't seen them yet, the Cougs' new uniform is basically the Oilers. It's the Oilers. It just says Houston across the top, and obviously the logo's different on the helmet. But um, it's, it's weird that some of the conversations that were it generated on Twitter were Titans fans. Is, you guys are so jealous. You just can't. And for some people who at Brian Caswell, you know, my buddy, the, the, the chef, he was like, I effing love this. I, You know, people get pumped up. For me personally, I grew up, I mean, the Oilers were my team. I grew up with the Oilers. But once they left, I was like, I was good. I, I didn't. I leave my memories where my memories are. I don't care about this desire to get the colors back to Houston for the Houston to become the Oilers again. There's some people who they're, they just they can't wait. They, were, they, they say, pay Amy Adams, Strunk, whatever she wants. 
Well, that's that's her history. There's no way she'll ever give up colors. There's no way. There's no amount of money that would have her give up what is her history and her dad's history. There's no way. You're never getting Oilers back. You're never getting the colors back. But I, I personally, I don't, I don't care if the colors come back or. I know that we're going to see those colors this year. That the or, that the Texans are going to sneak some of those colors in and and try to revamp. And that's you know that's fine. The the the, the Oilers or rather the Rockets eventually bought brought the uh, the gold and red back, the yellow and red yeah. back, which is really uh, which good. The is Astros much better than yeah. The Astros eventually brought back some of the some similar color yeah. patterns and schemes. Well, the, the orange which and is, blue was the old yeah, stuff. which is yeah. which is fine. I mean, I couldn't imagine the Astros is anything. I mean, nothing is a nothing is a greater representation of the boring brick red Astros. No offense, there were some no. good teams, but that team just those teams just kind of were. There was something missing. There was some juice missing from those teams, just for me personally. But they had some very good teams back then during the Bagwell Biggio era. This this orange, this Astros orange and the blue when they got back to it, it feels like this is really cool that they have their own. Like it's a completely different and a deserving that. This is the brand of this generation of Astros baseball, which will be the greatest generation of Astros baseball ever. I kind of wish we were like Pittsburgh, where the orange it never changed. You mean it never changed? Black and gold. Black. Everybody's black and gold. The, the Penguins are black and gold. The Pirates are black and gold. The Steelers are black and gold. If we were blue and orange in all our teams, how cool would that be? Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fall our well, t- now... Who would have ever imagined in 2014 when the Rockets are or 13, 14, like 14, when the Rockets are going to Western Conference Finals and the the Astros can't even bust 100 losses? Right. Like we need to make. Of course, we weren't orange and no. The orange and blue hadn't been back yet. Yeah. Chances are John stayed up all night on a high after winning big at the Baccarat table. And Lance is refreshed from his Japanese spa treatment. Funded by a 16 parlay win, it's John and Lance, live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. Hi, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's the anniversary. Today, one year old, the DraftKings Sportsbook. Right here at the Golden Nugget, the one-year anniversary. We are here, and it is awesome. This place will never get old. Never get old. Honestly, I don't know. It's the sensory thing here. It is. Last night. What's a casino, too? Like, yeah. for ADD people like me, when you walk through and you hear ding, 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 and things. Well, not in there's here There's something comforting. Not in here you don't. No, but it's, yeah. it's about the whole casino. Right, right. You have that there, then you come in here, and you've got lights and things are moving, and it's 360 around you. And What was happening, though, too, is what you don't see a lot of in sports books is blackjack tables. And they have blackjack tables here so yeah, you inside. can watch games. Right, right here in the sports book. They got black- so you got people yelling at things while you're watching the game, and you're like, I legitimately thought, I thought somebody was in a fight. Yeah, I did. I legitimately thought that there was something. Yeah. No, I thought somebody was scoring. I'm like, where's where the yeah, game? Where all the game, right. what game are they sweating? Right. Well, they were sweat. There were some people that in here. Yeah, that's the great thing about a sports book too, is that the games that people are sweating with the cheers or the awes yeah. that happen and <laughs> every on every big play. Yeah. In a game, and especially during the NFL season. So next weekend starts the NFL season, and this is the best place to come and watch it. Just two hours down the road here 
at the uh, Golden Nugget in the DraftKings Sportsbook. Just awesome. We had a great time last night. We want you to come on out here and enjoy it yourself. I'm telling you, I wish we could do our fantasy draft here. They're, they're doing yeah. fantasy drafts here. You put it up on the big screen, and, uh, you know, everybody is here having a big time. That's the best way to do a fantasy draft, the can, best way. Can we talk about something after we left the the, the, the sports book last night? We stayed here until about, well, really a couple minutes after the end of the Florida-Utah game. Uh, Lance, you know, because he's been antisocial the last couple of days, he left early because that's who he is. But that's, that's, yeah, besides, see? The, that's besides the point. That's what size point. Dell's talking about antisocial. John, yeah, that's how bad you were. I'm talking about it. John and I left at the same time, and we get on this elevator, and some guy recognizes John, and he's like, "John Granado, I've been listening to you since I was a teenager." He, he absolutely loves John. I know he didn't re- he didn't recognize me, but that's fine. That's that's a different that's a different well, story. But and he, I like RJ too. Yeah, who is this RJ? I love RJ. Um, but John took it gracious graciously. Great. He was grace, very graceful. Oh, thanks, man. Give him a little dap as, as the elevator doors close. It's very cute. It's very cute. Yeah. The elevator doors closed, and the guy wanted to have one more interaction with John, so John gave him the little dap, the pound, and they did that. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh, John out in the wild. Man of the people. Man of Don't the play people. into this. No, 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 no. no. He's this, absolutely right. In this instance, man Hold of the on. People. Hold on. When the door – I thought this – I honestly thought this is what you're going to – and as soon as the door closed, John says – <laughs> I thought that's where I thought the no, punchline no. was going to be. John no, said no. something. No, and there were guys in here that were when we were leaving in the uh, here yeah, in the yeah, sports where they were like, "Hey, I talked, hey, I talked to yeah, one of them. Yeah, hey, yeah. God, you're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, come on, let's go, come see the show." And speaking of that, it, that's I'm just a man of the people. And speaking of that, like, uh, Jeff, who's uh, who lives in Orange, Jeff, Jeff from yesterday. Yeah, it's Jeff. Jeff, Jeff uh, he owns a, a a lumber company, Rogers Lumber Company. He he just rolled in. He's for, he was for the he so, was here for the Forestry Convention. He saw us, and he said, hey, I've been listening to you guys. Uh, when you guys come to 97.5, that's all I listen to. And he said hello, too. So, so Orange. Yeah, good for Orange. You know t- how yeah. strong our signal is? We're like we blast the, the east for now. Orange. We blasted the oh, east. Oh, no, we do. Beaumont? Yeah. We're big in Beaumont. Big in Beaumont. And yeah. Orange. We, like, dominate dominate Orange. Dom- dominate East Texas. Yeah, that's what we do. Do we make it to Viter? Yes, no, one yes. yes, no one I, likes talking about that. I've been through I, I, And you know what? He said he lives like Orange and Viter. Yeah, they're right there. And I was like, don't say Viter. It's like it's like Even saying, year, decades later, it's yeah. still like, Ugh. Yeah, you don't want to say Viter. That story, Del was like, got a little That story made it to California. It did? That was a national story, that story. You were, Viter, yeah, you didn't story. even live here. Is no. that that many years ago? Yeah, it made that it, was a it, terrible, yeah. terrible Del, story. Del got a little uncomfortable. I don't like to say Viter in front of people. Yeah, I don't like to use a V word either. No, no, and you just can't do. Uh, sorry, Viter. <laughs> Viter's like, yeah, no offense. It's, <laughs> I know it was like three decades ago, but it's still not great. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, so anyway, we uh, yeah, we love the people here. And Jim, it's his birthday today, actually. Okay. The first guy that we met that uh, when we were at the ice bar. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he was, Jim, is, uh, he, he said he was going to come down today at some point. We're also going to have Josh Robinson going to join us a little bit later to tell us all about this sports book here on the show on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, Astros in action tonight. Verlander and Radon. It's uh, on paper a good matchup. I, uh, although they they bruised up Radon in the past. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, Radon. Radon was booed off the field when the Astros Yeah, they, made, they booed him off the field. Yeah. So this is real. It's at home, though. The Astros are at home. Right. So you're we'll not going to hear him when he's getting. Well, no, no, I'm saying. He, if the Redone gives up like seven, no, no, two and a third. That's not where I was going. I was oh. going to say no one's going to say F. Altuve. So I don't know if Jose's going to stay hot at home. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. 
You think so? Yeah. Because I like when the Yankee fans uh, say Duke's F.L. Tuve. Whatever he is. I, yeah, he is right now. I like when they say F.L. Tuve, mm-hmm. and then he just literally ruins their entire lives. Yeah, and it's such a mistake. And you know what? They keep playing into it over and over and over and over again on the road. F.L. Tuve all over the place, and you're stupid. You're stupid. And they just what can't you help should themselves. Do is cheer them. They just can't help themselves. Yeah. They. And then Altuve says, okay, now you just can't leave. He locks the door like in a scene from in uh, Bronx Tale and then bashes in the Bronx, bashes the Yankees <laughs> with his bat. I mean, it's exactly the same. And beats them up about the head, breast, and chest. And uh, it, is, it is a beating that he throws. And hopefully he'll keep doing the same thing. I am, there's a level of excitement for me watching the Astros right now that is I haven't had all year, and it's because the Astros' bats have really come to life so much so that I can't wait for every time that they're hitting. Like I've, I'm nervous every time they're pitching, but uh, I cannot wait. And actually, I'm very excited to see how Verlander looks this game because he had the great game two games ago. This last game, he, he got through, but he had a lot of traffic on bases, but he scrapped his way through. But it's right now I'm just like, man, I can't wait to see Michael Brantley hit and swing. And I always believed him. It was just a matter of when he would get back. So Michael Brantley, I knew he would start hitting like this. You have Altuve, Bregman, all these guys hitting all at once, and you're putting up these monster numbers on people. Um, is anyone going to hit you with the Astros peaking too early? So You can't be peaking too early if your pitching is still so, a suspect, So right? lefty on the mound, we know how Dusty feels about Yiner playing against lefties. He can't hit lefties, right? Uh, yeah, he can. But it was a really small sample size. But, okay. Is Michael Brantley play after a day off uh, against a lefty? Um, I mean, lefty on lefty, you wouldn't. You know, Jake Myers hasn't been so. in there in a while. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Radon plays center because Justin Verlander's on the mound, right? So Chaz McCormick <laughs> plays left. Yeah. Jordan DHs. Maldi behind the plate. Yiner, Yiner is and out. You know Dubon is in. Dubon is in center. So Dubon is in. You've got uh, Chaz and left. Yeah, Dubon's Chaz. you got DH with, with Jordan. Jordan. Michael Brantley out of the lineup tonight. Yeah, Yiner can't play. Uh, uh, Yiner can't possibly you play know, today. Uh, Abreu has been looked a little bit better yeah, since he's he come back. So, you know, that, that that's something. Um but I would imagine he's going to be at first. Yiner and Brantley are probably the two guys out. Because you've got, you literally have, you have one or two more guys. Because he does, does like Radone. He does like Radone. But here's the thing about Radone is Chaz played center for Verland when Verlander was on the mound in the postseason. Uh-huh. Why is it all of a sudden it's got to be, it, it's, it's got to be Dubon? I, I was saying Radone. Uh... I mean Dubon. Why does it have to be Dubon now? Uh, I don't know. I really, I mean, honestly, this is this really isn't making much sense. You've got, listen, you've got Chaz. Chaz is one of the guys who is, you know, you're second in the in Major League Baseball with five players over 830 OPS, and Chaz is one of those guys. He can't. There, there just can't be any of this. I don't. I don't know if it's Verlander or not, but it is. It seems like it's Justin Verlander since when he pitches. You always have Dubon in center field, but this can't be a thing anymore. Chaz, I mean, hey, I know you've been gone a long time, but, you know, I know you were gone for a little bit. You went away to, you know, to New York, but Chaz don't shine shoes no more. He's mm-hmm. a good player. He's, like, can legitimately hit. You've got to, 
listen, stop prejudging, Verlander. This Chaz guy, he's pretty good right now. I think you're going to like what he brings to the table. Only in baseball is this a thing. You can't find another sport where you say, you know what, this guy likes this guy better while he while he plays, so we're not going to play the clearly better player. Like it's yeah. only a, and it's only relic, it's only reserved for pitchers of, of Verlander status. Like go to the NFL, eh, you know what? Hey, this center, I know you really like your center, Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to play a. I know you like this lesser center, but we're going to play the better player here, okay? Or no, oh, you don't like that? Okay, player. never mind. We'll just play the lesser player, yeah, because you might get upset. It's the old, and of course, they did bring in well, they, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's true. But even still, are there better receivers? I guess there might not be better receivers on the Jets. Rob, yes, they, there are. They would just cut them. They would just cut yeah. the, the receiver as opposed to keeping him there, not No, you up. found actually, you found the one loophole. Well, yeah, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb with Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> well, just well, the loophole. Very much like Verlander, these legendary players who can control what they can control. But it's it's. I can't imagine Verlander goes, you know what, I want the, I'm want i trying to win another world. In the regular season, that's fine, like you said. But in the playoffs, you're going to tell me you'd rather have Dubon as opposed to a guy who's probably more likely to help you win a, a playoff game? But no, I, no. Need, I need my special. And you need fielder. your runs, too. Like, you need your runs because the uh, – Yeah. Yeah, you got to have runs. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. All systems go. Houston is all systems go. John, Lance, and Dell are coming to you live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. What are they going to talk about? What happened? What happened now? <laughs> what happened? Update. Ooh, update, update. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776, the number if you'd like to get in here. Astros tonight, excited about this Yankees series. It's always good to play the Yankees, except the Yankees have really ruined it this year, haven't they? Because because of their suck? Yeah. I mean, they've ruined it by suck. But I you mean, it would be nice. I, I'm, you want to be – but you're going to enjoy beating the crap out of them this weekend, though. It'll still feel the same, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it yeah, will. Yeah, no, no, no. It absolutely will. Because it it'll hurt it's just – if you lose, it'll hurt. So, yeah, if you win, it should feel good. So – so I went back. Jose, it feels like Jose Abreu is, you know, better. Yeah. Kind of feels that way. I can't think of the batter that I don't like right now. The lineup is maybe I've just got special feelings for the, the way the offense is going, but I can't really think of a batter who I'm like, uh, I don't like that. Everyone's hitting right now relative to what they usually do. Hmm. You know, Alex Bregman is going to have another 100 RBI season. You're going to have a couple guys with 100 RBIs. Where's Jordan from an RBI? Obviously, Kyle Tucker's going to get there. But well, Jordan Bre- has so much time. But Breggy is at 90 RBIs right now. He's getting to a – Alex Bregman is just very quietly going to have the 2,100. And uh, he'll be – is that Jordan? Yeah, 77 RBI. So he's not – probably he's not going to get out. He's not going to get there. But it's going to be a 100 RBI season for Alex Bregman. You know, people were really down on Alex Bregman at one point this season. We would talk about Abreu, and people would say, what about Bregman? Why are you giving Bregman a pass? Bregman's going to end up with 100, uh, 20-plus home runs and 100 RBIs. Alex Bregman is, has just really made his second half. This is like an annual thing, though. It's unbelievable. Just can't get off to a good start ever. Yeah, Bregman. 22 homers and 90 RBIs. Tucker, 26 and 97 right now. 
The Astros, are, because of all of the time missed and because of suck with Jose Abreu, they are really not going to have, they're only going to have, maybe if, if Jordan has 23 RBIs this month, then he's going to get to 100. He's missed so much time, though. That's the, that's the reason why. But that's it. That's it. We're, we're, we're talking about a possibility of three guys, and Jordan would have to have a huge month if he's going to get 23 RBIs this month. So it's, you're, you're, you might be down to two guys. You know, Chaz McCormick, he just hasn't played enough. 324 at-bats for Chaz, 304 for Yiner. If Yiner had, got, if Yiner had 500 at-bats like Bregman does or Kyle Tucker does, Yiner would be right up there, uh, you know, pushing 100 RBIs right now. Yes. But, but just at 304. Uh, and then everybody else. And you know, Altuve missed so much time. But Altuve has got at double digits homers. Uh, sixteen. He's got ten homers, sixteen doubles, hitting. I mean, his OPS is nine sixteen, just tre- tremendous. Jose Abreu, you think you feel like because he, he does have five hits in his last three games. Yeah. What do you think he's got? For, what do you think his month is like? Abreu. Yeah. Well, it's better recently. Yeah, his OPS this month is five forty nine. It's like what his season OPS has been basically. Uh, it's been the six hundred. No, his oh, his yeah, his OPS right now is six forty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, last month his OPS was seven thirty four. The month before it was eight twenty one. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was hitting home runs at that particular. But he point. was it was five thirty. But he also in this month three in May. Yeah, but he also went on the injured list this month too. Yeah. Right. He so did. I mean, there's probably he a missed, reason for uh, that. Fourteen and, days. And recently, he's hitting a ball better. Yeah. So that's what you would hope for. Yeah, he's got one homer this month and six RBIs. No, I know the the home run stuff. I mean, it's been a bad month, but he's also been on the injured list and he was hurt early in the month. So this is just I care about how he's doing now. I don't care about when he was. Hurt. Well, he's got forty eight at bats and he's only got two extra base hits. That's not. Good. No, I know for the month, but I don't care yeah. about when he was injured. Right, right. Like, right. what's he doing now that he's back off the injured list? Yeah, no, he, that's he, what I care about. Actually, his two extra base hits have come. One, his homer came just the other day, mm-hmm. and his double came uh, a couple games ago. Yeah, against Boston, right on the twenty third. When his his first game back, actually. So, uh, yeah, remember that 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 slice down the, the left field line. But 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 I, I I just we'll find out in the month of September. If it's not a better option to have Yiner. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we have know what Singleton is. It's a little weird that I don't think Singleton is a better def- – I, I have a hard time believing Singleton is a better defensive option than Yiner Diaz. I understand he's more uh, experienced, certainly much more experienced at the position. But I don't particularly think that he – he doesn't have much range at the position. He's not much of a playmaker defensively at that position. I don't think – I think for what you gain with consistency of the bat with Diaz – it outweighs the experience at first base for Singleton. I haven't been impressed with Singleton at all defensively. No. There's He's nothing made a that, couple of plays. He's yeah, but there's nothing that – I mean, Uli was a ten times better defensive first baseman than either of those guys, Singleton like or Abreu. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. Way better. Yeah. No, 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 you lost a lot, a lot of defense, but you – but listen, Yuli is Yuli now offensively, and that, that you can't deal with that. 845 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Josh Robinson's going to be joining us here shortly. Talk about the anniversary of the big sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook here in the Golden Nugget in uh, Lake Charles. It is just spectacular. Football season kicked off, pretty much kicked off last night, and we were here, and it was just the best place to watch it. 
Hey, it was such a boring game. You don't have to switch channels. You got all of the sensory. You, it's unbelievable how many games and how much how much uh, the sensory uh, overload overload that you get in here. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. It, it is the best place to watch a game, uh, and especially put a little something something on. ESPN ninety seven five. God listens to us too. Let's get back to the squeaky clean, non-gambling, or drinking John and Lance. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. Welcome back on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hold. Hold. College football season started. Fire. Uh, started basically last night, the first weekend. Week zero was So you're week. lining up with his thought that week zero shouldn't count? Week zero was too weak. Nobody plays in week zero to count. This except was just one, entire point. Except no. one team, Notre Dame. Well, USC play too. Yeah, I don't they, believe in them. Do you believe in them? Well, I mean, he's the, he's the Cy, he's the Cy Young. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, and probably he, the first pick of the draft. Except I don't believe in their team. I mean, look. I believe in their offense. I don't believe in their defense. No, their defense sucks. I do think that they can get to a national championship just because they don't play in a tough conference. They don't well, even they play in a conference that exists. Well, I guess it all depends well, on the yeah. Like if they face a team who is soft defensively, they can outscore a team. Yeah. But, but a team who has any has any strength on the defense, well, they're going to have they're going to get beat up. Probably at three games, a minimum of three games this year, they're just going to have to get into a wild shootout. That's what they're going to have to do, because, and I think they're going to. I think what you're going to see year two of Lincoln Riley is going to be. I mean, they are going to hit the fifty spot. Probably five times this year. Yeah, at minimum. I think they're going to hit it a lot. You got a bunch of teams who don't even care. You know who are who have to have low. Who have to have low uh, morale. Uh, now speaking of that, the ACC the ACC has officially invited SMU, Cal, and Stanford to the ACC. So SMU has to take it. You, you there is no other choice. If a conference invites you, you must take it. Yeah. And they are giving up seven years of media rights to get it done. Yeah. They're not taking any media money for seven years. They're getting their brains kicked gonna, in with leverage. They're just going to pay. They, they got deep pockets, so they'll pay, them, they'll pay the fund themselves. Cal and Stanford are taking reduced money um, to get in. So they're all take, taking what they have to take to get in because they don't want to be left out in the cold. As far as USC, USC schedule, they do have, it's the Pac-12, so we don't really take it that seriously. But if you look at their schedule, outside of Notre Dame, that's a top 15 matchup as it currently stands. We saw Utah last night. They should get Cameron rising back at some point. That's another top 15 matchup. As they got Washington, another top 10 team, and Oregon. So if we're, if we're going to give the Pac-12 credit in their final year, there are like four teams in the top 15 as when the season starts, and they have good quarterbacks coming back. So it's it's funny. It's the last year of this conference, and it should be one of the best years they've had in quite a while. When you look at the quarterbacks in play, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, not the word you like to call them, Cam Rising, and Caleb Williams, that's a good quarterback conference. Yeah. It just happens to be the final year of it. And ukulele. Nah, well, that's a different story. Well, together. how funny would it be if Oregon State, Oregon who's State. left out in the cold. Yeah, they don't have anywhere to go. Ends up no being way. a spoiler in and the conference. Yeah. Well, they, they, they finished their year strong. They beat up on a Florida team who had a lot of guys in the bowl game, who had a lot of guys uh, opt out. So they expect to be pretty good, and they play a style more more akin to, like, 1990s football. If you watch them play, they look more like Wisconsin playing football than they do with USC. So it may be a style that gets people trouble. And DJ
will have to depend on the running game, the play action, and not have to do too much because we saw when they put stuff on his plate at Clemson how badly that went. But, yeah, it's, it should be a really good year in the Pac-12. It'll just be the last year of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in TJ. I mean, he was so bad. I, I, that, that these coaches think that the Jeff Sims are going to come and the, and, the, and the DJ Ugalele is going to come and, and is gonna make a, is gonna, something's going to change in them. No, they can't, I, they can't play. You know, you know, I'm really, really bullish on Notre Dame. Why? Sam, Sam Hartman is now, this is a this is a good, a really good quarterback that transferred. Not a guy that's going to look for. You know, I got. I'm not playing anymore. Yeah, I, I failed here. Sam, oh, he Hartman upgraded was, his situation. Yes, he absolutely upgraded his situation. This is exa- as opposed to the Tyler Buckners or the. I mean, these bad quarterbacks at Notre Dame have, has had over the, the recently, uh, Ian Book, Tyler Buckner, this guy's a good quarterback. I mean, they'll be fine. And they've got talent. They'll be fine. I mean, but they don't have the elite talent that's going to, when it comes down to it, if we see Notre Dame in another situation, you're, you're going to see a, a talent differenti- differentiation that's going to be prominent, and it's going to be, oh, we, we recognize that. Now, the quarterback play fine. Like, if they played Alabama, what's his name? Um, Sam Hartman would be the best quarterback on the field because Alabama doesn't have a proven have a proven guy. Carson Beck, people love him at Georgia, but he still hasn't done much. So Sam Hartman, in, Notre Dame in that case, shockingly enough, would have the best quarterback. But the fronts, the wide receiver play, the running backs, Notre Dame is kind of what they have always been, and they hope Sam Hartman makes them a playoff team. He possibly could, but I think we'll see what we've always seen. The skill position guys, the defensive backs, they won't match up. I think Carson. No, but he's going to make be it better. Super- Listen, we talk about number of starts all the time. Sam Hartman has got experience. No, I, that's what I'm saying. They, he has the capability because of what their schedule looks like to get them to a playoff. You're saying the rest of the but roster. when we watch them play, we'll see the same same differences that we've always seen. They, they just don't won- have explosive playmakers. Like name the last last guy who was the explosive playmaker coming out of there. I I'm trying to. I look at these guys every year, and I'm trying to remember. Like Equinemius. Who was – And he was just a big, a big guy more yeah. than anything else. who was the last guy? Like, this is – even with Brian Kelly, who did a nice job with them, they're not – they're not – you know, Kylan uh, – Kyron Williams is a running back who did a nice little job in college, but he's not a If you're looking a for a tight end, go to Notre Dame. But if you're looking for all the other guys, it's like, well, I mean, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. And – their schedule and Sam Hartman will probably get them in that ten win range if it goes well, really well. Maybe they make a they playoff. Get, hey, they get the benefit of the hey, doubt if they get hey, close. Listen, yeah. I think I think they could be a playoff. I, they year. could, and I think it'll end the same way it well, always does. Hey, we'll oh, see. Yeah. They, and USC, I don't know. You know what? That that defense is going to equalize that game. That's for sure. You got to you got to be able to shoot out. I think they can shoot out. I think uh, you know, looking at college football, I think Texas has a shot at uh, getting into the college football playoffs. Uh, Georgia, this Carson Beck kid is talented. Now, I think people are going to be surprised at how they don't really, they don't really skip a beat. You may have forgotten that the game was such a blowout. They they had the they had it playing here uh, in the casinos because it was on SEC Network or whatever. Um, they showed that the TCU actually they yeah. showed both playoff well, games. Well, let's not forget uh, uh, Carson even, Beck played in that game and looked good. Yeah, but he, with Stetson Bennett, they were a point away from not making it to the championship yeah. game. Yeah, Ohio State played yeah, that well. They did who was the quarterback for that Ohio State team? Uh, that Ohio State team was pretty good. CJ, your own CJ Stroud, Stroud Texans boy. own. I'm a Stroud boy. You're a Stroud boy. There's I no get question. it. Get a shirt uh-huh. to prove it. I'm getting it. Buy a shirt. 
I'm gonna and it, you know what? It's gonna have the his hair, the dangling hair, the Debrat hair, Stroud boy. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. So instead of the the cow outline, it'll right. have the it's CJ be outline, a, a Stroud boy outline. Mm. Yep. You found ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I can feel it. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen with a light blue hue to them, fresh and juicy, ready for the pick.